Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to 2021. We are doing the, well, no, it's 2022. See, I already messed up for the show this morning. Uh, we are doing the top 10 religious stories of 2021. I do not want to relive to. 2020. No, I, I'd rather not either. I'm really hopeful for 2022. Glad to be done. <laughs> yes, actually pretty much for the last two years. Um, so far, we, we've just covered a couple of, of stories that we think uh, were the most impactful for uh, religion in 2021. Um, this is the third story. So this is, uh, uh, what does it mean to be evangelical? Um, I think the the kind of the two ditches on the side of the road Lloyd Jones would say that you can either define the term too narrowly and exclude everybody outside of your tribe hmm. or too broadly and make the tent so big that everybody's evangelical right right well secular media would want to define it so broadly that we don't even recognize ourselves as evangelical well and secular media particularly over the last few years has defined evangelical as a political term, mm-hmm. not not a not a theological or or a, or a Christian term, and even quoted it in terms of race. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, the the phrase white evangelicalism yes. is being thrown around mm-hmm. to to basically say, well, this is how white evangelicals you know you know vote. Well, the label itself actually originates back in the in the 16th century. You know, Protestants began defining themselves as evangelical then, over against a Roman Catholicism, and and you know, so evangelical meant someone who believed in the authority of the Bible and understood the gospel. That was that's originally what it means in those two terms. The word evangelical is actually a a, a word a word. Uh, comes from the Greek euangelion, which is the good message, the or the good messenger. Uh, that's you know the what we're talking about, and that good message is the gospel, is the 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 Bible's authority in our life for you know everything we need to believe uh, for life and conduct. I actually think the phrase is um, at this point in time no longer helpful um, and and is one of the phrases that I would say no longer should be used um, because of the lack of precision in what it means as it's used today. Um, if you listen to a lot of church historians, basically they would, would say what I just said, that it, the term has lost its meaning um, because of how it has been used and abused by so right. many other people that the the term itself is not negative as Jonathan just described its history mm-hmm. but because of the the lack of understanding of the term and the misuse of the term of today 
it's it's maybe outlasted its usefulness. Well, we know how that happens with language all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, you know, um, to refer to someone as gay doesn't mean that they're happy anymore. Uh, that that's you know, language has changed, and there's a a certain um, you know, there's 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 a certain problem with using the word evangelical. It's like trying to nail Jello to a wall. It it's so it it doesn't have any um, fiber to it right. anymore. Right. Uh, and, and by the way, um, I am a pastor in the uh, the name of my de- denomination is the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, and there's considerable debate right now in our denomination over whether or not we ought to drop the term evangelical. Not, not because our convictions have changed. They have not. Um, but because so many people misunderstand what we mean by that term. Historically, what we mean is the, the gospel. Well, it's a, you know, as, as Jonathan was saying earlier, it's a reference to the gospel. It's a word that comes right out of the New Testament, euangelion, good news. And uh, we're all about the good news of Jesus Christ and his atoning death on the cross and his resurrection victory. And uh, we believe in the supreme authority of the Bible. Um, and uh, for, for us, those are evangelical convictions. But as Russ was saying, uh, we're, we're, we're having a debate right now or whether or not, whether or not we ought to drop the term. Mm-hmm. It, it's very similar, at least in my mind. I mean, this is an oversimplification of it. But if you go back roughly 100 years and, and think of the term a fundamentalist, yes, mm-hmm. um, that actually was not a negative terminology or mm-hmm. term in its, its beginning. It was actually um, positive. Uh, it was positive. It was defining yes. those that were orthodox, true to the word of God, that were held wa- to the fundamentals. Held to the fundamentals. Over time, however to be called a fundamentalist became an insult. Um, and fundamentalism took on a whole new meaning and characterization. And um, I don't think there's anybody in the church today that would find it to be a compliment to be told you're a fundamentalist. Yeah, right. Even though in its origin, it was what I would say is a compliment, is what I would want in a church, yeah. holding true to the fundamentals of the faith. Yeah. And so uh, this is what Jonathan was talking about. Terminology just changes over time. I mean, the meaning of words changes. I mean, when I was a kid, goat um, meant somebody that um, you were either a hero or a goat. You either were the the one that won the game or you're the one that lost the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, goat is a compliment. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. (laughs) I mean, so a word (laughs) that I would use, I mean, we always quote um, the Peanuts cartoon, um, Charles Schultz, Am I going to be the hero or the goat? Hero or the goat is what Charlie Brown used to always say. Uh-huh. Well, today that's not a that's not a difference. Right. A hero and a goat is the same thing. Yeah. So, right. well, well, you, you think about there's some uh, words that have come into our common use that were uh, first, uh, you know, a derogatory reference. In fact, if you look at the book of Acts, in Acts eleven twenty six, it says it's talking about uh, Paul being in Antioch, and then it's the text goes on to say the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Well, what that was a negative reference. These were people of followers of Christ of Christ way and so that one who was crucified yeah that one who was crucified so 
you know, now we take that as a badge of honor to be called a Christian. You know, that is, you know, that, yes, you are actually defining me correctly. And that, because that's the way that word is used, it has actually defined people down through the centuries. We're, we're Christians. We're followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the same thing can't be true of, of a lot of the words, like you yeah. mentioned, fundamental or, or yeah. evangelical. The, sometimes these things change in their meaning, partly because of the way media is using them. Yeah. But as we think about the idea of being an evangelical in the true sense, in the historical sense, um, I'm afraid that some of that is actually being lost in the broad quote unquote evangelical church yeah. mm-hmm. that those that a decade or two that were part of true evangelicalism have strayed away from mm-hmm. those fundamental core beliefs that should be defining them um, so it's not just the term itself that has lost some of its meaning um, it's those that historically have been true to the authority of the Bible, the centrality of the cross, the necessity of personal conversion and Christian action in evangelism and social reform. Those concepts have been lost. Well, I, st- I still use it as a, a way to reference positively uh, that you know what I believe. You know that I'm an evangelical. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not a liberal in terms of my uh, understanding of God's word. I believe it to be true and inspired, and so I'm an evangelical in that yeah. regard. You guys all know and love uh, Lloyd Jones, and um, I, I think Russ, one of the things you're saying, if, if we we can define it too narrowly and shut everybody else out, or too broadly, I think you're basically saying it's been defined so broadly mm-hmm. that it doesn't really yeah. mean anything now. Right. Uh, back in Lloyd Jones' day, you know. Um, he described the the conditions in Wales and England where uh, in the churches, everybody was basically assumed to be a Christian. And okay. so you went in and they got sermons on seven happy or seven tips how to be a happy Christian. And what, what, what's that phrase that you use all the time, Phil? Uh, helpful hints for happy living. That's right. So, so everybody was, I mean, in fact, Lloyd Jones, when he married his, his wife, Bethan, uh, however you say her name, um, she wasn't even a Christian. She became a Christian under his ministry as mm. a pastor's wife. So he did something revolutionary. He started preaching the gospel to, to church people. And so how this relate to our conversation is that one of the reasons why evangelical, the word, the term has been watered down is because the gospel is, is not really being preached in churches anymore. Uh, broadly speaking, uh, of course, there's there's faithful remnants everywhere. But what I'm saying is that the gospel is being seen as just that thing that we get in the door with. But then once you become a Christian, now you're living off your own steam, your own works, your own righteousness, etc. And so, I, I mean, I remember being in a seeker-friendly church for 10 years. It was just assumed that everybody was Christian, and the gospel was was literally hardly ever preached. Yes, That's a misunderstanding of what the gospel is. Christians need the gospel, not because we need to get re-saved mm-hmm. over and over again, because but because just the way that we came into the faith, namely through Christ, that's how we're sustained is through Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. I mean, there's, I mean, we do need the gospel. That's right. Amen. When you um, think of just broad evangelicalism, um, what you find is that 
each time you you go into a church, what you'll find is the congregation is made up of various groups of people. Um, you can talk about it in different categories. Some people talk about that there's four different categories. Um, William Perkins, a Puritan, talked about there are always seven different categories when you when you go to preach. Um, and so, broad evangelicalism is kind of what what Josh has been saying is that they view everybody as as long as you are just quote unquote Christian, then you're okay. Yeah. Um, and and you'll not find that in in God's word. Um, God's word would say that that all of us are are in places that even within the church there are those that do not know Jesus Christ. Within the church are those that are backsliding. Within the church are those that are are living in doubt and fears. And living in the church are those that. Um, are, are assured of their faith and are growing and, and steadfast. And, and so every time you preach, every time that God's word is opened, there are different hearers that are there. And so if we water it down and say, but we're all Christian, and what we need is an encouraging word and to be uplifted, well, that isn't what everybody there needs. And in essence, I would define broad evangelicalism as saying, no, everybody's okay and they just need to be reminded that they're okay and and that's not the gospel right and that's not gospel ministry that's not what being a true evangelical was ever about Mm -hmm. when when the cross of christ is central to being an evangelical and the cross is going to be an offense to some Mm -hmm. and and that's because they they don't want the christ of the cross yeah Mm mm-hmm and it doesn't take a lot of imagination to understand how you got that principle. You go to the New Testament, and what's central in the Gospels? Christ. Mm-hmm. What's central in the Epistles? Christ. What's central in the book of Revelation? Not Christ. the rapture. Christ. Christ. Um, amen. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. Uh, we're glad to have you be a part of our broadcast. If you'd like to subscribe, just go to The Gospel for Life, or you, wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And we will see you next time. Oh, <laughs>